Hey everyone, we are back. Yo, because we're the prodigals. The prodigals. Is no. cupcake is cupcake with us tonight? No. We... <laughs> so for on? those of you that aren't aware, halfway through our first our first recording for the year, um. My daughter comes in where I'm recording and she's like, oh, I want to play with, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, see you guys. And she pops into like, cause we're doing this on, on zoom and so we can see each other. And so she just wants to put her face in front of the camera Classic. and do that. And so I'm like, no, 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 you got to go. Right. But also in this Starting room, and all that yeah, stuff. Man. she's going to be influenced. Know, right? No, she's a, I mean, she's a diva <laughs> the moment she got born. So, but also in this room, we have our hamster. So, uh, unbeknownst to me, she, I think it was her, she left the gate open. So, when she left, I can't believe it. A couple of, like, what, 10 minutes later, I hear a crinkle, crinkle in this, you know, in the corner of the room <laughs> where there, there's this plastic bag. I'm like, wow, that sounds eerily like, like a mouse. I mean, we don't have mice here and can't be like my, my hamster. She's in his cage. Next thing I know, my hamster, Cupcake, is at my feet and just staring at me. So I'm like, oh, and I pick her up and I show the guys. And that didn't make Cupcake. it into the last, <laughs> that didn't Cupcake, make it to last man. week's or the week before's like a podcast. But needless On to a... say, that's not going to happen tonight because she's upstairs. Oh. Good job, Cupcake. Put him to bed. I mean, well, he's awake there. Well, she's awake now, right? So. Well, they're nocturnal, so they wake up at night. So. <laughs> Honorary prodigal. Prodigal cupcake, cupcake, yes. <laughs> Prodigal cupcake. All right, there you go. Anyways, um, <laughs> for that totally unreal love, love it. We just want to share more of us with you guys. You know, yeah. Um, you welcome to the Prodigal's podcast, where we talk about all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. Yes, we discuss topics not normally preached on our pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. And sometimes we even talk about hamsters. Sometimes it's about hamsters. We love What's our hamsters. What's going on, everyone? My name is Mark, and I'm joined by my fellow hosts, Alan and Billy. Hello. Billy and Alan. No, it doesn't work the same way as the Sorry, others. it doesn't roll off the tongue. Balalan. Balalan? Balalan. Balalan. It doesn't roll off the tongue, guys. Sorry. Nice try. <laughs> Where's Jed? I miss Jed. And Arwen. I miss Arwen, too. No, man. They're busy guys. All right. In this episode, we will be getting biblical. Boom. Let's get biblical. Biblical. If you know us, we like to stay current and relevant with our discussions. So... This week we'll be tackling this, um, yeah, so what we will be tackling this week has a lot to do with current events. Yes, as you have read from the title, from wherever you get your podcast, we will be talking about the Bible and civil disobedience. Look, I know we promised not to get too political, so... We're not. We're just talking I don't about know. civil disobedience. I don't I know. know how we, this... can, we can just keep it general in general. Right? I don't know how this episode it will just, work It out. just so happens that there's a lot of it going around. 
Yikes. At the we moment just, we just of got this the, uh, recording. Okay. You got if, the influence. If the, the idea, Apostle you know? Paul can talk about it, we can talk about it. <laughs> We can I keep just it hope we, I'm sure we can keep this general. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's going to be a big deal. True. Let's hope not. And let's I, hope this can, conversation will be a civil one. Wow. Uh, really? Wow. Okay. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it. The Bible and civil disobedience. So, what are some examples of God's people dealing with governments in the Bible? Um, first I'm one that comes to mind is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Ooh, yeah, bad, bad boys. Bad boys. Bad boys. <laughs> bad boys of Babylon. Bad boys for life. <laughs> the bad sounds boys like of a, Babylon. <laughs> sounds like a WWE like thing. No, it's it's the first triple B. The, tri- wow. the first triple before, B before before Big Bad Baller. Big Baller. Big Baller Brad. <laughs> big Baller. <laughs> before Big Baller Brad mm. were the bad boys of Babylon. Babylon. <laughs> All right, can't wait to get a T-shirt of that. <laughs> yeah, commemorative, commemorative T-shirt. That's good. Um, I survived the furnace. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Um, what else? I mean, uh, there's the three wise men and Herod, right? Even mm-hmm. though they're exactly under. Um, what did they do? What did the wise men do? I didn't know they were being bad boys too. <laughs> They were told to come back, oh. and they went a different way. Yeah, right? so yeah, they were told to uh, tell Herod where the where Jesus was, where Jesus, the oh, Messiah. Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. That's right. And then they um, went bad boys. Way. Bad boys. You have. Let's see, Billy. Do you have any? Because I'm just rhyming off the top of my head. Yo, man, I'm just here for the class, to be honest wow. with you. Wow. Okay, so... <laughs> okay. I'm uh, Master class. There's, I'm um, here for this. There's Alan David, Jonathan, class. and King Saul. Right? Mm. Where King Saul is telling... This is kind of like the father... I mean, you know, father and son getting, like, relationship gets involved in this. But basically, you know, Jonathan, you know, hides his friend David. Um, mm. Even though his father, who is the king, who is the governor, you know, the leader above in the in the kingdom he disobeys them and you know whatever mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the other kings after the split of of israel into the northern kingdom the southern kingdom you know that sort of thing a couple of the uh, kings got i mean at least one of them got killed because of political reasons right um yeah. And a whole bunch of, you know, uh, Israel rebelling against their, you know, the people that occupy, like, whatever nation is occupying them. Yeah. At the time of the judges, mm-hmm. and then later on into, like, sort of the Babylon, the Babylonian captivity, as well as, you know, when we get into the New Testament as well, it's like a whole bunch of people want to, you know, get rid of the Romans. That's what they mm-hmm. wanted Jesus to be. They wanted to be his, their, uh, their king and savior and champion, and get them mm-hmm. out of out of under Roman rule. So, there's also Daniel. There's also Daniel. Praying. That's right. That's right. How could I forget that? Praying uh, in the middle of the day. How dare he? When? How dare? <laughs> How dare? Was it like a ten day de- decree? No, it was like a full month. Full month? 
Yeah, something like 30 days or something like that. Yeah, that they can only worship or pray to Darius, um, who was the leader oh, or yeah, the king of um, the Medo-Persian Empire. At that time, um, what else? There's Bro, so much so with Jonathan and David oh. and Saul. Yeah, there's a bunch. Um, mm. I think one with Saul was he told people not to eat. And then... For some reason, Jonathan didn't hear about it, and he ate honey. Oh shoot! Was it honey? Was yeah, it honey? honey. And then Dang. Saul or- ordered his people to kill Jonathan. I don't know why oh, he would. Are you serious? <laughs> Dude's mad. Well, he tried to like pin him to <laughs> yeah, the wall with a spear up, when he found Bruh. out that he let David go. So that's yeah. so you know? crazy. Um, oh my gosh! There were those. Um, what's it called in Egypt? That's right. Um, Pharaoh told the, the midwives, two wives, the, the, the yeah, midwives yep. kill mm. all male Jewish babies. Jokes. They didn't. Bad and girl. God was good to the midwives and multiplied their numbers. Um, yeah, there's pretty much a lot. Um, <laughs> there's a bunch. There's a, there's a bunch of examples. Then. Yeah, Peter and John too. Um, so many bad boys, eh? Peter and John were told not to preach Jesus. Mm. And yet, they did. They did. That makes sense. Yeah, I don't know if it, it, this counts, but when it, it, it was either Jeremiah or whoever was building Jerusalem when they came back from, uh, when they came back from Babylon and they were kind of rubbing, I mean, butting heads with you know, the local authorities. The only guy I remember, I mean, the two guys I remember was Tobias and Sanballat. Whatever their name. And there's a third guy, so. Oh, what name? I don't know if that necessarily counts because they did have sort of, um, they had a letter from the king of Persia. King of, well, Medo-Persia at that time. Yeah. Uh, saying they can take whatever they needed to rebuild the, the, um, whatever to rebuild the, uh, the the wall and everything else in Jerusalem yeah, uh, uh, but those other guys that were local didn't want to didn't want to have anything to do with it right they wanted none of that so they tried to um, get into their way and told them to stop and that didn't work out so mm. um, and then there's a whole bunch of intertestamental uh, stuff like the Maccabees and stuff but we don't count that um, <laughs> For Maccabees. Maccabees. Um, we should talk about that one day. I'm so curious about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're interesting stories. We just, I mean, for the majority of, for the majority of uh, at least um, Protestantism, you know, the evangelicals, they don't necessarily, I mean, we they pretty much, you know, don't accept those, yeah. the intertestamental apocryphal apocrypha books so mm-hmm. yeah so we're not gonna involve that today mm. another they, time i think time. later down the line they became basketball players what are we talking right. about <laughs> what are we talking about what are we wow. tell me maccabees <laughs> Oh what? my god. Like a, <laughs> what are we talking about? The Israeli man. The Israel um the Israeli basketball team. 
That's good. The Raptors played against them once or twice. And did we lose? Yeah, we lost against yeah, yeah. them. We lost against one one of the one of the other sort of overseas teams. Wow, those That's were the really days. Our good old days. Um, to our shame. Post, like post the post Carter era. Yeah, it's definitely post Carter era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was during awesome. the uh, Sam Sam Mitchell days. Mm-hmm. Coach of the year, man. Coach of the oh, really? year. Tel Aviv. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Um, anyways. We're just joking. They didn't turn into basketball players. Uh, so, <laughs> it seems like there were a fair bit of civil disobedience back in the day in the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the question... My question is, does that give us the ground today, the grounds today to defy government orders? Or, yeah. Like, what are some lessons, I guess, (laughs) that we can learn from the... Or, yeah, because that's a weird question, because I don't Well, this is a yes or no question. It's a yes or no answer, right? Does that give us license? Yes. Yes, it does. Does it right. does? Wow. Okay. Let's do oh, it. I'm saying it. Okay. I'm joking. I think it's, uh, it's so complicated, I feel. It really, do you guys think not really there, Do you guys <laughs> think that there are really principles depend. that outline when is when civil disobedience is called for? Like, do the actions of these biblical characters sort of give us an example of when and how we should okay. go about um, okay. our relationship with the government? All right. So, first of all, I I know for sure that if prime oh well. If you're Canadian, if ever Prime Minister Justin Trudeau tells them tells us. Canadians to worship him, then I think that's a big no-no. <laughs> <laughs> I might think twice about that one. I think about, yeah, I think I might have to think twice about bowing down to uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. So that's <laughs> one thing I can definitely learn from like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. <laughs> I mean, like we're looking at the principles of just, like, I guess like the gospel, you know, and like we're looking at things of you know like the Ten Commandments. I feel like if if the government is outrightly like commending that, like oh, you should like kill other people or things like that like should we, like maybe i'll think twice about doing it i feel like i, I know for, definitely for sure like putting no other god before like god himself is definitely a thing like yeah definitely if a big great leader is telling me to worship him or to bow to him i think i'll definitely think twice about that one in which mm. civil disobedience is okay i think that's one thing that's like very clear to me um yeah, I mean, there's um, the one, I guess, the one sort of verse that, that kind of over overarches any kind of civil obedience is the verse, I, I believe it's in Peter, or at least Peter said it, is that uh, we should obey, we should obey oh, God yeah. rather than men. Uh, and that was quoted which I well with one of the sort of the <clears throat> the um, Protestant fathers, I want to say Martin Luther, but it could be somebody else. Uh, but it probably is him, where he says he 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 says that in the court, 
He's like, I, I could listen to you guys, but I can't because I'm, I'm dictated by my, by my conscience, uh, by my conscience, which is to God. And I, and the Bible tells us, I, I believe, I mean, uh, I, uh, we should obey God rather than men. Mm. It just so happens that a lot of things that, you know, if we live in a, in a, in a society that does have rules, typically those rules will, at least a large portion of them will, you know, have some kind of order to it. There's a, there's a morality to it. There's, there's a goodness to it. Right. I mean, even when you don't have laws and, you know, um, I, I guess I make this argument to to people that that maybe they don't believe that there is a God. You can go anywhere in the world, right? You can go anywhere in the world. It doesn't matter if it's at a you know in the largest city in the world or to the most backwater, boony you know jungle tribe that you can get that has no mm-hmm. you know um, no interaction with with the outside world. Mm-hmm. They will have this basis of morality. They know that it is wrong to kill. They know it is wrong to lie. They know it is wrong to look at somebody else's significant other, right, and try to take them. Well, what about multiple right? wives? Try to t- well, you know, uh, okay, just, just but you know, but there's a baseline. <laughs> I'm not gonna. But there's a baseline, right? Um, and we see that a lot in in scripture, especially when you know you get to the New Testament. And you know, it starts off with Jesus saying, "Hey, look, give to Caesar, Caesar what is Caesar's; give to God what is God's." So mm-hmm. there's there's this implicit notion on not even an implicit notion, but Jesus is saying, "Hey, look, there's a thing that you got to do for Caesar; let him have that." Or like mm-hmm. the governing governing body, give them that, right? And then give to God what is God's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess I'll, we'll, we can go back to that in um, in a later part. But there's other verses. Um, like in first, like I said, in Peter, uh, but he says this in first Peter, at least two verses, 13, be subject to the Lord's sake for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme. Right. And it goes mm-hmm. later on because it's just like, you know, because you're, you're setting a good example. Mm-hmm. Right. Titus says yeah. this to be, uh, remind them to be submissive to the rulers and authorities, to be obedient to be ready for every good work, to speak evil to no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, to show perfect courtesy towards all people. Mm. Right? Oh, yeah, here is it. Second uh, Peter 13 and 14. Uh, be subject to the for the Lord's sake to every human institution, whether it be to the emperor as supreme or to governors as sent by him to punish those who do evil and to praise those who do good. Right? So there's... Our supreme. God is a God of order. Right. Our God is our God of order. And, Mm -hmm. you know, laws are put in for to keep so that, you know, people get along with each other. There's not anarchy and chaos. Yeah. The problem comes in when you have rules and you have, you know, principles and and movements and and policies that go against what God is is telling you. And that, Mm -hmm. that goes to your point, Billy. If you, if we have to bow down to, you know, our, prime minister our president, president or yeah. whatever whatever yeah uh, that goes against that it goes against what god is saying god commanded yeah for sure yeah. and so the principle is obey god first but then if but then after that obey you know those Government. that are in authority 
Uh, I think it's the Bible. I think somewhere else it tells us that God is the one that puts them into, you know, where they are. Yeah, it's placed them in the position of power. Right. That's a God sovereignty, right? That is God sovereignty there. For good Mm. or for ill, for whatever it is, God's will is, at least from our our vantage point, Mm. God's will is sovereign. It's for, you know, it's meant to be. There is a purpose for it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, Are you saying there's no true democracy? <laughs> illusion. It's a big it's illusion, illusion, man. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Um, I think God's, yeah, God's sovereignty doesn't really negate people's free will. Yeah. Yeah, just to Unless uh, you put think it otherwise. <laughs> Which is another thing. But yeah, so, Cause, yeah, cause I, I've always wanted to ask, like, what do we do with those writings, like Paul's and Peter's, about subjecting them, subjecting ourselves to, you know, authorities. Mm-hmm. Like, is there a line? Like, for sure, I think there's a line for like when Billy said, if Justin Trudeau tells us that we can only worship him. I think that's the line. That's a that's a fairly <laughs> right. very um, bolded line. But well, yeah, yeah like, so like I guess where like where are the gray zones? Like where are the gray areas where it's like is it like disobeying? Like do we should we do it? Should we not do it? Things like that. Like what are the gray zones? Uh, or like like where's the line? Okay, so like I guess maybe I'm asking like where's the definitive line? Or like where is where is that line in between like? We should we should be disobeying here, but it's like really iffy, you know what I'm saying? Or it's like I don't know situation. I, I'm trying to think of a situation. I think the I think maybe some of the gray areas is when you have competing sort of like doing doing something bad so that you can achieve something good. So like right? breaking the law for the sake of. Yeah. Oh, that's mm, that makes me think about something. Like, um, so I have followed this random YouTube channel, um, and they, this, this guy, he's a, he's, he's a, I think he's a pastor or all I know is a Christian. And then he posted a video about him, um, talking about his experience, uh, going to an underground church because of the lockdown. So these are people who are Christian who want to get together, um, as I guess as the body of Christ as a church, they're, they come together, they have worship in a house late at night. So they can't be found. Like, but they're breaking uh, lockdown rules of um, coming together and gathering with people more than I think ten or something like that that are outside of your household. So may, that's one thing. Because like for me, when I when I saw that video, I'm like that made me a bit uneasy. I was like, I don't know about that one. Like, I don't know if that if that supersedes uh, breaking the law for that reason. You know what I'm saying? So that's like again that for me that's like a one of those examples of like what a gray area will, would look like, because I guess to that to that person who was on YouTube, they saw like this is a clear place where civil disobedience is okay, where I need to honor God in this way rather than following whatever government officials or whatever authorities are saying. Um, Mark, do you wanna do you wanna say something? about this what before, do you guys think because like I, I know in. for me for myself like i wouldn't do such a thing because i love god <laughs> guys i don't hate Amen. god 
I come together with my, you know, my brother and sister in Christ online, and, and it's totally okay, and that's and it's, and it's working for me. Yeah. And I don't think it's loving my neighbor well to put others people's lives at risk who could get like the coronavirus and could get sick and you know go go really really bad um but i don't know for them they have a totally different understanding and a totally different view of the of the whole lockdown thing so yeah mark what do you think <laughs> i think you, spot. you said it you 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 said it beautifully that um for me i, I won't agree with their method and what they're doing uh what the government has put in place isn't restricting religious freedom. It's to help. It's to ease infection rates so that mm-hmm. our hospitals and healthcare system won't get overwhelmed. Um, Woo. Yes, Billy. Woo. <laughs> uh, so, so Billy here will be so overwhelmed. Billy here can still be with us recording because he's me. not sleeping because he's too tired from running around from work. curing people yeah, with COVID. Yeah, and it's just sad because more and more healthcare workers are, you know, popping up on the news as you know being depressed or like being overwhelmed and um, getting tired of their jobs because they're just so overwhelmed with. Civil the, disobedience. With everything. With, civil, <laughs> with COVID stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, COVID already, COVID already, like, is a heavy thing for the hospitals. Um, and add, add Christians who are being irresponsible, um, getting together when they can just do it online. Um, like, but they, but they think they're a Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego right now, you know? Yeah, and the, the thing yeah. is, the line there is not, it's, they're not being restricted from worshiping God. They're being restricted from coming together. Yeah. They can do it online. Yeah. Like, they can, yeah. you know, they can come together and worship on Zoom. Um, it's not like they sing in church anyways. Like, they hardly sing. Yikes. <laughs> It's not. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah so. I think yeah, that's the thing. They they have options in terms of like connecting with each other, right? Yeah. And that's really the principle that that God is asking us to do: not to neglect, not to neglect. And it's not saying that you got to do it every. It's saying don't neglect. You know, getting together. Yeah, right? it's a different body. story if Trudeau or like the government says there can no more, there can no longer be any religious groups that are meeting because I don't know, for some reason, like religious people have put such a burden on, you know, atheists or like the whole society like that, you know, they just got, got, you know, the government, let's say gets annoyed with religious people. So in that case, let's say the government puts, puts a sanction that, Oh, there can never be any more religious meetings. Either online or in person, right? Like that, shut it down in that case yeah that's different because you're not giving different. them and yeah. yeah you're you're backing somebody in the corner into a corner about not having you know sort of the the real the, the ability to practice you know their religious beliefs mm-hmm. you know in a certain way uh and so in that in that instance yeah you, there really isn't a way to accommodate you know the 
the principles of God and the principles of the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And, uh, at and at that point, yeah, in that you point, God. Peter kicks in and says, nope, you gotta, uh, you gotta obey God rather than men. Mm. Right. Uh, and so as Mark was saying, like for us as Canadians, let's say Jagmeet Singh, Singh the, um, the new democratic party leader, he becomes, you know, whatever. And he, you know, he convinces everybody that they should be all Sikhs, right? And they're going to say, mm-hmm. okay, everybody in Canada must now be of the Sikh faith, right? That goes against directly against, you mm-hmm. know, us as Christians in terms of, you know, there is there is our God, one God that we that we um, ascribe to. Sure, mm-hmm. exactly. Right? And you're taking that away at that point. You know, Peter kicks in for me. Yeah, um, we could just say we're seeker friendly. Mm. Oh, we're a seeker friendly mm. church. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyways. Um, yeah. So I think the line is just like when at the point you you're disobeying God because you're obeying the government. That's the line. Like Pharaoh with the midwives, like kill the Jewish All babies. All the baby boys. Jewish Little babies, man. Yeah. And then they they said no, and good. Good job, because guys. they didn't want to murder, and that goes yeah. against you know the laws of God. And even mm-hmm. though there there wasn't any of the Ten Commandments before, yeah, yeah, it's just what's principles. There? No, right? And the principle was there. Yeah, the principle was there, and people knew that killing is wrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think like with these principle with these examples also i think i it highlights that civil disobedience doesn't come in the form of outright rebellion or outward rebellion in terms of like protests or Mm. making a big noise um and whenever they were punished like they didn't if they did disobey the government while choosing because they chose God when they were punished they were readily um, they were readily subjected to those punishments yeah and they they accepted God's sovereignty like Shadrach Meshach and Abednego didn't mm. resist going into the fire True. Like, no, no. They didn't say no, no. I'm not gonna go as so far. Only God. Only, we're only worshiping God. Like they accepted the punishment. Mm. So I think as Christians, if you do go out there and disobey uh, because of your conviction, convictions of following God uh, and His principles, if you're convicted of, if you're convicted with following God over the the rules of the land um, and you were punished by it and but punished by the government um, except like accept what it. these people did is quietly accepted mm. the punishments I don't know how hard that will be it's easier said than done <laughs> but yeah can you imagine like can you imagine in a country where like you know Christianity is not accepted 
it's like outright banned and then you get caught and then you have to accept like the physical persecution and the physical torture that, that might have to come with it that's like really really hard to accept it is it is but you i would i would think that you know during those moments uh you would hold on to like matthew 5 in the beatitudes the last one I think it's uh, verse 11. Let me see this. Yeah, verse 11. Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad for your reward in heaven is great. Mm. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So, you know, in these instances, God doesn't say, yeah, uh, you know, just keep going out on and then. I'm going to save you by miraculous means. Yeah. What Jesus is saying is that, you know, even if things don't, don't turn out so well for you in this life, there's something waiting for you for in the next life. And it's going to be great. Mm. Mm. It's going to be good. So just a little blip, just a little, just blip. little bump in the road, a little bump in the road there. <laughs> right. But I mean, nobody likes, nobody You're likes going like, through pain. I mean, we talked about yeah. this the other week, right? I don't want to get a flu shot because, I just don't want to. I don't want the needle, right? Even though I know it's good for me, you know, in the long run. But still, you know, and it's not. It's not like subjected to us either. I mean, you have free will. You have a choice. Not only that, Jesus did it in the Garden of Gethsemane. He didn't want to do it, but he did it anyways. Like you know, he wanted. He was asking, you know, if there's another way. Oh my gosh. All right. So it's not. I'm gonna use that against Christian now. You hear that? I'm gonna use that against Christians. <laughs> to let take the this, vaccine, let this but what about Jesus and the to me? Let's do. <laughs> <laughs> oh I can't carry this man. That's so crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Pay your taxes, everyone. <laughs> Pay your taxes. Give to Caesar. Caesar. Give to Caesar. Caesar. Justin. Justin. <laughs> Give, Caesar. To Justin. <laughs> Give to Justin. Give to Justin. <laughs> Give to Justin what belongs to Justin. Um, yeah. Okay. For those who don't know, we're Canadians. That's why we refer. Sorry, to we're not our making leader. Uh, our our supreme leader, Justin <laughs> <is> Trudeau. <laughs> Justin Trudeau, not Joe Biden. Um, oh man. Sorry, Joe Donald. Biden's, Joe Biden's not my president. Um, <laughs> Justin Trudeau is my prime minister. So, <laughs> not my president. <laughs> okay, we're uh, we're getting out of control. Uh, yeah, that's so funny. Um, so a question, kind of question. Um, so, is it okay as a Christian, you know, to to be have to have been involved in some of the some of the protests that happened over the summer, not just what happened like the storming of the capital but like start like during the other sort of the marches for black lives matter, black matter. and you know against police brutality is that is that okay as you know as christians would be would we have the moral high ground for that what, do you, think, what do you mean by moral high ground like i mean just to, you know not having to say yeah we not to say uh that we can go to, i mean so that we can go to these uh, we could participate in a protest and not feel that we're that we're um, betraying our faith. Mm. 
Mm. Mm. Interesting. I believe oh. I believe that we can um it really depends on the nature of the protest. It depends on what you're trying to highlight. Uh for example, like Black Lives Matter. Um I think that the main motivation for people to go in that protest is to highlight and raise awareness about racism and oppression on mm. black people by I don't know, like police or the whole the whole government or like the whole nation, um, how everything is stacked against them mm-hmm. um, or even minorities. So I think with Black Lives Matter, it's all right. And I personally would encourage to go out people to go out there to highlight and raise awareness um, on this issue. Um and like the principle behind it too is it's not really prohibited by the government. No, it isn't. I yeah, that's the thing that. too. Yeah, it's not a prohibited by the government. Then, eh? Yeah, you oh. are. It's lawful to have peace, peaceful protest. Peaceful, peaceful protest. Peace, peaceful I protest. agree with peaceful protest. Where sure. I where I would be hesitant, or where I would stop going, or stop affiliating myself with, is if those protests lead. To violence by the protesters, you know, if you know there's something that happened, like you know, looting, if it becomes an issue there, then I would distance myself from that. But, Social distance. Um, yeah, yeah, just making sure, doing my background check, uh, that it's gonna be a peaceful one. Then, mm-hmm. if it's true. peaceful, then I would join. Yeah, and just a little thing on looting, at least from my point of view, I don't think that it does anything for your cause. If you're if you're <laughs> protesting, if you're protesting like a political position or like what, you know, some kind of societal um wrong, immorality, right? Stealing <laughs> stealing from one of like, you know, from a smaller shop, breaking their stuff or, you know, vandalizing somebody's car, that's not going to change much. Yeah, you're outraged, but like, I mean, how much you the best that will happen is that you know you can show people how outraged you are by it. But you can do other. I mean, I'm sure there are other ways that you could show your outrage than by taking it on somebody else that isn't involved, you know, necessarily into your political fight. Yeah, right? that's the thing. I guess that's the thing about protests. Like, you really can't know for a hundred percent fact who's going to be there and why they're there and the reason that they're there and their intention of being there and what they're going to do. I mean, I'm all for like, again, like I agree with Mark, like I'm all for, you know, against the injustice and the oppression of, of black people and people of color. And that's great. And I would love to go to a protest that is peaceful. I think the one in Toronto was fairly peaceful. People were just walking down the street and, you know, walking, having their signs showing their um alliance in that sense but again yeah i think yeah some of them in the states could like definitely got it but i'm pretty sure people are just there just to raise (laughs) raise little hell there (laughs) to be honest with you yeah just to be a part of it like by by all means but hey Mm. Canadians are pretty good at protesting i think (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, another question. Um, actually, maybe two. Uh, well, same question, but um, <laughs> do you, do you think do you think Robin Hood would be a good Christian and or Oscar Schindler of Schindler's List? Dang it. I have not watched Schindler's List, so I cannot. The, the only thing I know about Schindler is that he hid um, people from the Nazis. Is that right? Right. So, Is there any method that is questionable yes. about him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, he's so questionable for methods. Obviously, first of all, he has to lie about it. Right. So he's getting people, you know, he's got he's I mean, according to the movie, there's you know, he has his right hand guy who's just pulling people off from the street, like whoever he can save. Right. Um, to work in, quote unquote, um, the Schindler factory to making certain, you know, war goods like pots and stuff. And in one instance, he pulls this one guy as a skilled metal worker in a factory. Dude only has one arm. <laughs> right so he has to so oh, oscar schindler has to lie straight to one of the commanders or like it's like you know my yeah he's a skilled worker, worker right yeah, yeah best guy. Like, whatever dude has one arm <laughs> like working in a factory <laughs> that's you know in in the 1940s he's right? so there's not there's no auto, there's hand. not a whole lot of automation there right um no man with the one arm that's that, how he got a highly skilled but not only that he had to like any kind of businessman that that succeeds well like he he um he often bribed um officials um slept with other women Oof. You know? so he's he wasn't the most moral of characters um but does that sort of like i mean does it justify what what he did? Right, saving so them really, from the Nazis. Does it really matter? Keeping you know, keeping the sanctity of life. Does the sleeping with women have well, anything to do with hiding? I think they were hiding. Well, I think it was part of like, according to the movie, I think there were like some of them. I mean, they were Jewish women that he was hiding. And so he, I don't think the movie was hiding the fact that he was sort of a womanizer, sort of a playboy, mm. right? And he took advantage Thorn of in the flesh. that, yeah, to the to a certain degree, <laughs> right? And on the other hand, you know, on the other hand, he was saving lives against some something that we all believe to be truly evil. evil. Mm. Okay. Mm. Okay, so so Robin Hood or Oscar Schindler or both is okay. Why are we trying to give him the Christian verify check? Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so they can yeah, so they can put it on their Instagram. His Robin Hood Twitter. <laughs> they can have the blue check. Okay, I don't know if Robin Hood or Schindler is is saved in that in this <laughs> instance here. To be honest with you, Robin Hood, I don't know, like. There's still an option there. Did Robin Hood kill anyone? Did he kill people for this fake? Probably. I think so, yeah. Okay, so I don't know about that one, guys. <laughs> um, I guess we have to look at the options. principles, man. We have to look at the principles. Like, God's principles, right? We have to look at that, right? Um, of the actions that we... The decisions we make in 
I guess, combating against the government that is doing evil? Is that a thing? Yes? Yeah, because, I mean, like, the government, like, I mean, for for Robin Hood during that day, or at least, you know, as the legend or the myth goes, you had King John who was pillaging, you know, sort of the countryside. You have the sheriff of Nottingham that that sort of the enforcing brute of that of that area, and he would steal gold from the rich to give to the poor so that they could live because you know at, at that time also they couldn't they were limited in terms of like how they were going to feed themselves they couldn't you know I think it I think part of the story is they like people couldn't hunt for their meat and particularly like deer which was I guess. I guess abundant, and so you know. I guess that's how. So for some stories, that's how Robin Hood started. Like he started like killing deer and stuff that were Robin that the were land. that were the kings on king's land, and so they weren't allowed to do that. So he's declared an outlaw. Mark, man, what did you say? That he had options. I think and there's other options. He had other options still. Okay. Like he didn't have to go stealing. I don't know. I don't know about Robin Hood. <laughs> I'm so unsure about Robin I don't Hood. Know. Schindler kind of reminds me of Rahab, to be honest. Um, lying about, you know, Rahab lied about the two spies. Mm. And then Rahab ended up being in Jesus's lineage. Was it was Rahab really doing something like that against I mean it's I mean you would think Was it that, that one thing? Just the one line? How's it? Well, no, I mean, which you would you would think that it's automatically assumed that if if, you know, the enemy, quote unquote the enemy is in your gates, you would rat them out and you would, you know, tell them, you know, you would expose them. Mm. But as far as like specific words go, there is nothing in there's nothing in that story that says, "Hey, this is a decree from the king in in Jericho. Anybody that's seen caught with whatever, you have to turn them in. That I mean, I, I would think that she is breaking some kind of law, but you know, I can't. I'm not going to go go far and saying. Okay, she's lying on the basis as as the they they asked them, did she have holding people? She said no. Is that is that the that that pretty much it? Is that the lie? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, Just that's pretty much it. Yeah. So the face. lie is, so the lie, well, but the, in this case, is it civil civil disobedience or? That's the, I think maybe that's different then. Or like sort of like, because the Bible tells us that lying lips is an abomination to God. And there's not a whole lot of things that is an abomination to God. I, uh... So he really doesn't like lying. Oh gosh. But she lies in order to keep him, keep Jeez. the two spies safe. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, and we but find her in the knew, lineage of Jesus. But I'm pretty sure she knew that doing that would topple her government. True. So, and the bigger true. scheme of things. This is true. Because she said, like, she's heard about the Israel, Israelite God. Yeah. And, and everybody's she feared, shaking in their pants. <laughs> she Oof. feared Israel's God and believed in Israel's God. And so, because of that, she acted out in faith. Um, when soldiers came into her dwelling to ask whether she'd seen any spies, she hid them and asked the spies to, you know, come back for her. Knowing 
probably knowing fully what Israel is going to do to her city. <laughs> so, yes, there's some sort of civil rebellion there. Yes, there is. Okay, there a little is. bit of rebellion, fine. I don't know about that whole womanizer stuff with Schindler, man. <laughs> yeah. So. For the sake of the sanctity of life, I don't know about that one. Uh, um. <laughs> I'm okay. Both do not, for me, both do not get the Christian verified check mark. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know um, if they're going to be part of Jesus' lineage. Uh, okay. Um, how about this one? Because um, you were asking about uh, <laughs> gray areas. So. It's a game show. <laughs> yeah, I know. Here we go. Um, so, something easier in terms of like being able to pull off. Are you sure? Are you sure it's easier? Uh, sp- um. Speeding oh to rush, speeding to rush oh to the God. hospital to save somebody's life. Yes, that's okay. That's fine. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with speeding. Are we? Are, is yeah, it easier ticket, for us to say fine. yes? We can do it because a lot of us do it anyways. Not to like speed to save <laughs> okay, somebody's not, life, not but just we just speeding, speed not just speeding. Right? I think for the speeding situation, is uh, wrong. <laughs> speed is wrong. What are but you talking about? We... In normal circumstances, <laughs> speeding is wrong. <laughs> But if you're saving a life, <laughs> then it's understandable. Because if we're, say if we're speeding and the police chase us down and they, we end up at the hospital and we get in time to the hospital to save the, whatever, save the person's life and we get charged with a ticket for speeding. Okay, we just accept the consequence. You pay for it. You pay for the fine and that's okay. And I think that's, and that's what, that's okay. And I think you being there to intervene to help save someone's life. But like loving your neighbor, I think that's totally okay. Well, I just I gotta take the consequence of speeding. Well, I think in that regard, I mean, especially if it's like you know when you when you weigh when you weigh like a I don't know what a three hundred dollar ticket to saving a, a life. human life, a human saving life. a human life. I think you can hold your head up high. I'm like more most of us would you know call that a badge of honor, right? For to sure. a certain degree. <laughs> Let me hang yeah. my ticket up on the wall. Yeah, that would be like, you know, at least it would be part of the story. That would be a really good story. I know. Right? Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, for us, not morally, but um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, anyways, like for us, like just to, 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 to have that kind of consequence and like, yeah, it's, it's easy for us to justify it because mm-hmm. it's a small, at least for a small thing. You know, small uh, risk, high reward, man. Small risk, high reward. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Sure. Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't know <laughs> I how. Don't else know. To, That's like, the best way it. I can think about it. Right. Uh, the question is, for I guess, in God's eyes, is that is that feasible? Yeah, we can justify it. Like, yeah, we, you know, we 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 did the wrong. We paid it. We, you know, we we. I don't know, man. I don't know how seriously God takes me speeding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if God is a. Uh... <laughs> Look at the, the, the Bible is silent. On the speeding. Bible is silent. On speeding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if speeding has plays a huge role in my salvation. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. I think like this, the 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 human yeah. life super God supersedes all of that for to see a human life to live. I think that's I think that's fair. I think he definitely he'll supersede the speeding. Uh, uh, what is it? Social construct of speeding. Well, in some places, like, you don't even the autobahn. Not about there's not even speeding. Yeah, the autobahn, like this. See, it's like you got ticketed for going 120 on the autobahn. Oh, really? Really? <laughs> if you're going too slow. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot! But here's the other thing, okay? Because the other, the other, the other aspects we don't, and just to like, just to take this further, the one oh, thing we don't sort of like enough. think about, or at least way give more weight to it, is that when you speed, you increase the chances of, you know, getting some other person, you know, um, getting other people involved in a really bad way. Fair, right? Like so you could create a crash. Yeah. So are so saving the life, speeding, endangering other people's health. Speed safely. And their life. <laughs> Speed safely. Speed safely. Speed safely. We're not outrageously going 200 kilometers an hour on the highway, okay? <laughs> We're going like maybe 130, okay, guys? 140. That's it. That's the fastest I'll go. <laughs> I think that's the fastest my car will go. You also have to uh, take into account the speed rating on your tires. <laughs> wow, we're getting so technical here. <laughs> okay, but like I see what you're saying. I did. I definitely did not. I totally forgot about the the other perspective because loving my neighbor here, who is currently dying in the back of my car, versus currently loving my neighbor dying. out, out, out other people on the road around me, which is fairly fairly. Yeah, I definitely can see that. Yeah, I mean, hmm. obviously, it, I'm throwing feed. more. I'm throwing you're more throwing complications more, into it. It is. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. make things more interesting. Hmm. Man, yeah, I but like I guess yeah. On the first thought of it, like I definitely would speed, not two hundred kilometers an hour. Okay, guys, like not unsafely driving that fast, but to rush, okay, rush, not speeding. I'm rushing to the hospital to save someone's yeah. life. I think the life is this. what matters, but do it responsibly. Speed responsibly. Responsibly, guys. Speed. Speed responsibly. If you're going to, uh, but what is it? Make sure yeah. that speeding is your last resort. Like driving the victim or like the dying person is the last resort. First, make sure you call nine one one or the ambulance. They have they've tried they've trained to speed. They're training. Shout so. out to uh, your sister. Shout out to your sister. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Lorraine, my sister, who is a paramedic and also drives an ambulance. She speeds all the, speeding all the time. Speeding all the time. Yeah. Even when she's not in an ambulance. Wow. <laughs> wow. Way to bait her Just out. Just joking, like, right? <laughs> Just joking. Oh, man. Yeah. Is it okay if you get caught? Is it acceptable if you got fined for speeding to ask for the person you saved for reimbursement? <laughs> <laughs> next question next question <laughs> all right so Not let's just, civil disobedience. okay so to wrap it up i guess why is it important for us christians to be submissive to government authorities because god asks us to Fair, right? you yeah, have multiple up. verses in the new testament that says that tells us that, you know that we should hmm. um and so that's an i mean that's an easy answer for me that's great. That's because what God asks me to do. So, Amen. True. As much as I maybe I won't, I don't, or I, you know, I have no problem with the people that are, that are in governance at this moment. But if at some point that I don't, you know, maybe I'll vote him out. It. Hello, I might okay, protest yeah. it. Protest but it. you know, uh, God asks me to be obedient, and so I will do my best to do that. Right. I'm sure, sure there's going to be some days where I'll be so outraged I don't want to. And maybe I don't. 
I like to think in those days that the grace of God um, helps me, you know, Suck overcome my joking. anger and outrage. Because <laughs> I don't know. That's true. I don't know, but you know, yeah. I'd like to think. I'd like to think that, you know, um, yeah. He can swoop in and save me from myself. Amen. <laughs> Mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think. Yeah. I'm okay with being uh, an obedient uh, 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 an obedient citizen. citizen of Canada. There you go. I'm okay with that. I just like I feel like the only time like I would have be in civil disobedience is if like religious freedom is taken away, and then that's when things get a bit spicy. And <laughs> well, from that, I mean, from that point, like from I'm, that point on, from like, that you're point, pretty much against. Yeah, I'm pretty you're much an anarchist. You know, yeah, if I've got no, no we're choice. Gone. We're we're going. We're gonna go. Yeah. We're gonna move somewhere sure. else. Let's go to the mountains, guys. You know what I find. You know what I find funny with like murals or pick paintings about the end times and like people in the mountains who who have supposedly ran ran into the mountains. Those people are wearing suits. Uh, that's in the picture. <laughs> <laughs> people who have run into the mountains. <laughs> And escaped persecution. In nice suits, right? Yeah, it's all your whatever. Nice, it's not even wrinkled or tattered tailored. or anything, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can, I can, I can get the idea if the artist is like, no, they just had to drop everything and run because that's what the Bible tells us, right? Yeah, Don't even go to your house street, and go apparently. grab something. Just go. Which is fine, but, but everyone like, was ready. At least suit, if you're going though. to paint a picture of it, don't like, don't have this man in this pristine suit. <laughs> like, Yo, he just you know why? You know why? Guy. You know why it happened? Because like the mandate was happening during church. People were it happened the mandate was during church and then they're like, Okay guys, we have to go. And <laughs> that's fine. And I'm church. saying like even if they run out of like out of out of work and stuff and they they have a really good job, you're running to the mountains. You're telling me you're not gonna get scuffed up a bit. Yeah, that's so funny. Right. That you can't I mean, how well can you mountain climb in a suit? In a three piece suit? <laughs> Hey man, that's what I find funny in those I, pictures. I could parkour in one. I can do all things not, through Christ. Who me, well. Okay, I'm I can keep my I, suit pristine. There, okay, I'll go with mountain. Billy. I can do all things. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Billy. Okay, you know what? I'll, Billy convinced Philippians four thirteen. I'm just gonna man. go Philippians in 4, a suit all day, every day. <laughs> Where's this fun? Where's this episode? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I I also think it's important because it just paints. Like, if we are disobedient to the government for, like, really mundane reasons or, like, unjustifiable reasons, then... Just because you want to. It's a bad look on us. Yeah. And mm. um, it's a bad reflection on God. On God, yeah. So. True that. Yeah, All right. Civil so right, disobedience, yeah. the Christian verified checkmark. Watch for our checkmark on our Twitter handles, Instagram. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that it's a good way to end that episode. We all want to thank you folks for joining us in this episode. And we hope that you are blessed with our discussion. What do y'all think? Send us a shout out at the handles at the Prodigals Pod on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe and make sure you leave a review. That will go a long way in helping us out. That's all we have for you this week. Stay blessed and stay faithful. Stay obedient. And join us again next week on the Prodigals Podcast. The Prodigals.